Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge, a podcast with a variety of guests from all over the internet talking all things in the gaming industry. Here's your host, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge. I'm your host, as always, Tony Erickson, and joining me this week, we have a returning guest from, I want to say, three or four seasons ago, because it has been quite some time as we bring back Sonic Adventure 2 speedrunner, Flubbler! Yo, what's up? How you been? Hope your day's going well, man. Hey, my day is going, I mean, my day is going great. I was at the dentist uh, earlier today, uh, so my teeth are nice and clean, and, uh... You know, I uh, I got a ride to the dentist, uh, courtesy of my mom, because she also had to go have an appointment done. And I realized uh, I'm, I'm really glad I had Honkai Star Rail downloaded, because my appointment only took 40 minutes. My mom was in there for maybe two hours. Uh, so <laughs> uh, it's nice to have video games on the phone now. And uh, you know what? I, I take back every mean thing I said about mobile gamers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it's been good. Glad to have you back, dude. Gl- very glad to have you back. And uh, we got a we got a hefty headline of the week this week. Uh, Sony PlayStation had their big showcase for the summer. Did you watch it? Did you look over the highlights of the showcase? Um, not really. I I did hear a little bit about some some of the games, but like this, the actual showcase, I didn't really watch at all. Okay, well, thankfully you have me here <laughs> who did watch the entire thing. And while we won't be going over every single game, I think I left out like a couple that really did not stand out that much uh we're gonna talk about a good chunk of them starting with i guess the biggest thing that they showed off which was right at the end of the show spider-man 2 we got 12 whole minutes of gameplay so it opens up and everyone's like oh we're in a jungle what the fuck is this we're not seeing spider-man and then (laughs) craven the hunter iconic russian villain i think he's russian uh from uh the spider-man universe appears kills some dude in the jungle and then makes his way to the urban city of new york and we get to see our first look at symbiote spider-man holy hell it looks so cool uh we got to also get to see that we can switch between peter and miles uh, from the looks of it, we'll be able to switch between them pretty freely, probably in the open world and then prompts and missions. So that's going to be sick. Uh, I love that. Uh, we get a little bit of a wingsuit attachment added to our suits. Miles has more electric powers uh, added to his arsenal. Uh, we also got to see Lizard will be in the game. Dr. Connors uh, will be... Uh, part of this game and also harry uh osborne will start a more prominent role um because obviously at the end of the first spider-man game we see osborne with the symbiote so now the question is how does he get from that to peter and where does venom fall into all of this and who exactly is venom is venom harry osborne or is venom gonna be somebody else we don't quite know but the gameplay looks good it's 
the gameplay was already really good within the first Spider-Man and Miles Morales. This is just going to like refine some more things because if it isn't broke, you don't really got to fix much. Uh, I'm excited. I'm so excited for Spider-Man. That that was the big thing. That was our biggest thing we got from this. Our second thing that we got that no one saw coming, Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake Eater, which is going to be a full HD remake remaster of Metal Gear Solid 3, and that's going to be great. Uh, It's going to be cool to see. And we're also finally getting... Uh, the first three Metal Gear Solid games are coming back to stores because if you didn't know, they had Konami had some issues with a copyright thing within the Metal Gear Solid games that they had to delist the games for a while. Well, they're coming back, Metal Gear Solid 1, 2, and 3 as the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1, meaning that we'll probably see Metal Gear Solid 4, 5, and uh, what was it, Guns of the... I can't remember if it's Guns of the Patriots or if that's what the fourth one was. But there's another game that's not numbered. And that'll probably be what the other three are for Volume 2. And so, I mean, this is going to be a great way for me to finally play the Metal Gear Solid games. And both of these are set for a fall release. Spider-Man 2 also set for a fall release. We then got to see PlayStation announce that they're going to work on a new way of for you to stream games with what's currently called Project Q. Which is essentially, Sony said, hey, remember how we copied Nintendo for the the PlayStation Mini? Well, (laughs) what if we just rip off the Wii U? Oh. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) So, what we're looking at here is basically this screen with two sides, basically the controller parts. And it's basically, as long as you have your console on, it'll show everything on this screen for streaming purposes. Um, I don't know if it's also going to have its own little thing where you can power it up, like, separately. Or if you need to have the PlayStation on and then you can just play anywhere in your own house. So, don't know many details about that yet, but it looks interesting. But a lot of it, a lot of the memes are saying, hey, this is just the Wii U, but Sony. So, <laughs> <laughs> Man, hey, maybe I... Sony could get it right. <laughs> hey, let's hope they don't get a cease and desist letter. Uh, it's a trend that we've been seeing the past few years from Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, we got a lot of other games that are set for October. Assassin's Creed Mirage dropped its first trailer. Looking like they're going back to the roots of Assassin's Creed and not uh, what the past like three games kind of have been. It looks like more like good old Assassin's Creed 2, uh, which I'm all down with. Uh, that's coming out October 12th, so we'll probably see more details come out over the summer for the game. And Alan Wake 2 got a brand new trailer and a release date of October 17th. Which is very funny because I was in a Discord call with some friends a while ago, and it's like uh, we're never. It's like <laughs> one guy was joking. I loved Alan Wake, and was meaning on we're probably not going to see Alan Wake two for a while still. And it's like bam, there it is, this year, pretty sweet. Um, and then out of left field from Capcom, we got uh, a trailer for Dragon's Dogma two, which uh, Dragon's Dogma is a cult classic from what I've gathered. I personally have not played this, but I've heard a lot of good things about the game. And it's the new one is being done in the Resident Evil engine, uh, which is a little fun fact. 
about this upcoming one. And then we get into some Bungie stuff. Bungie dropping two huge things. First, they're bringing back a very old FPS series, which originally released in 1992 on Mac. It's called Marathon. Now, I never heard of this. I'm like, oh, this seems interesting from Bungie. But turns out this is this was this was pre-Halo Bungie. Uh, the game is going to be PvP focused, like an extraction PvP shooter. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see what that what that will bring. And we also got to see our first teaser trailer for the final shape, the which is set to be Destiny 2's like. Essentially, the big climax. Now, like we're gonna go fight the darkness, fight the 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 witness. I think is what his name was. And what better way to hype up this trailer than to bring back every legit one of everybody's favorite characters from Destiny Two, who was killed in a much earlier expansion, but he's back now. Nathan Fillion reprising his role as Cade Six, meaning. And people, as we talked with our Destiny Insider a while ago, people are suspecting we'll be inside the Traveler for this next expansion. And so that's possibly why we're seeing Kate is because his spirit is now inside the Traveler. Because that's what happens when like a Guardian fully dies, dies. So that would be hella sick. But the fact that Kate's back is making me want to maybe go play Destiny 2 and get back into this for the final shape. And we also have, uh, they also, uh, in, at the end of that trailer, there will be a huge Destiny 2 showcase August 22nd to talk more about the final shape and everything we can probably expect from that. And then we get into everything else. Aside from all of those, everything else was like a lot of mis mis mix, mix and match, some cool, some meh. Um, Jade Raymond's Haven Studios revealed Fair Game, which is like going to be like a payday clone or a, like a heist PvP game where you one team is heisting, but another team is also heisting, and your goal is to get to like the vault first and steal the money. And okay, pay, pay, Payday Three is set to possibly come out this year, so don't know how well that's going to do because I'd rather just play Payday. Talos Principle 2 got announced. It is coming this year. Square Enix is copying Splatoon with their new game, Foam Stars. And I don't know how to feel about that. I, I genuinely don't. It's one of the weirdest things I've looked at from Square Enix. Uh, we got the Plucky Squire, a 2D, 3D action adventure game where you dive into the pages of books and, uh, and uh, pop out and explore this person's desk. And whatnot is really cool. I think I'm, that'll be a lot of fun. Ghost Runner 2, a really a sequel to a really hard game, is coming out. Helldivers 2 is coming out, switching from the top-down perspective to a third-person perspective. Sword of the Sea, which is the next game from Giant Squid, was shown off. These are the guys who did Journey, Abzu. There was a third game that I don't remember what it's called, but this, I mean, it's going to be a visual journey, so I, I have no worries about that game. I'll probably play that game because you're surfing on a sword. What more do you want? <laughs> Resident Evil 4 Remake is getting a VR mode for PlayStation VR 2. That's kind of cool. In I don't know. I don't think anybody really was expecting this. Uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted 2. So now we can go to... I think the first Help Wanted game dealt with the first three games. 
I can't fully remember, so this one yeah. will deal with the last one. Well, it, the, it was the, the first set. four. The it was the first four. four. Okay, mm -hmm. so this one will help with with five ultimate ultimate custom night, which is six, and probably we might get some uh, uh, security breach stuff in this as well. Who knows? Uh, but it's probably mostly going to uh, be the, the the recap of FNAF Five stuff. So cool! It's coming late twenty twenty three. The creators of Gris they revealed their next game, which is Neva or Neva, which is coming out next year. And I'm going to tell you, I'm Neva going to play this because the dog dies. Uh, then we got a game that pays me to read this title cat quest pirates of the parabian which is coming out next year it's a 2d cat catching plat catching your, your cat pirates what that's that's it uh grand blue fantasy relink which was announced all the way back in 2016 this dropped a brand new trailer uh with us get, we're gonna get updates during the summer with more details uh, we're getting, we, Arizona Sunshine 2 was announced for VR, and Beat Saber is also coming to PlayStation VR 2. So, is you know, you'll have at least one game to play on PlayStation VR 2. And EA showed off a new original game that one of their studios is making, Immortals of Avium, which is coming out to July 20th. And that actually looks interesting. It, it's like, holy shit, EA caring about games now? What the fuck? So... Overall, the show was very mid. I would give it a B. A B minus or a B as their final score. But uh, any thoughts on any of those games there, Flub? Honestly, not really. Like, most of these games are uh, PlayStation franchises. Or, like, you know, some of these are exclusive. Uh, that I, I haven't gotten the chance to play because I... Haven't owned a PlayStation in years, but uh, besides that, like I used to actually, um, I used to be really attached to FNAF like years and years ago, um, and so that's that's exciting. Um, I have the first game on VR, uh, so oh god, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I don't think I could ever play a FNAF game in VR. I I, I get spooked <laughs> if you've seen my amnesia stream. I get spooked way too easily. So I don't do good well with horror, but yeah, decent show. The ending was the strongest part. Like I said, Spider-Man, love Spider-Man, love to see mm -hmm. that. But uh, that was basically it for the showcase. Hopefully we'll see more stuff soon with the showcase stuff. I know that we're getting, it's almost June, which means Summer Games Fest is almost here. So it means we'll see Papa Jeff on a stage uh, dropping some world premieres. Uh, but that's about it for that. But uh, we now we're going to dive into everything else that happened. Uh, let's take a look at the week in review. Recapping the news of last week from major studio highs and lows, TCG updates, board games, and MMOs. This is the week in review. Last week, some of the games that came out, you had Amnesia the Bunker, Hello Neighbor, Search and Rescue, and a game that kind of just went under everybody's radar and it's like oh yeah hey remember when they announced this game at like the game awards two years ago or something like that lord of the rings Gollum is now out and reviews have come out it doesn't seem to be all that great 
Which honestly, I'm like, it makes sense, you know. You didn't really fully advertise this game as much and hyped it up as much as you did with that first trailer. So, makes sense. Uh, in the world of video game news, not a lot else happened outside of the PlayStation Showcase, but uh, in movie star news, Will Smith is being added into the upcoming survival game Undawn, which is set for a June 15th release. Uh, it's an apocalyptic survival game, I believe. And he plays, a, like, he's not playing himself. He's actually playing as, like, a certain character, but he's in the game. You can play as Will Smith in a different game aside from Fortnite now. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> in some real-life neighborhood news, Serenity Place, which is a neighborhood in Henderson, Nevada, they're naming their streets after Generation 1 Pokemon. Because I guess it's gotten to the point where it's like, well, we've used all these other names so many times. Let's just name this street Squirtle, Squirtle Avenue. Uh, but that, that's cool. I can't wait to drive down Storlax Avenue and Clefairy Way. And we'll see how that goes. Lego has unveiled their brand new Pac-Man arcade cabinet set. Uh, this set will be retailing for $269.99 US dollars. VIP early access to the set begins on June 1st, with general pre-orders opening up on June 4th. So now you can build a Pac-Man arcade machine with Lego. Dead by Daylight announced its next expansion slash update is going to be called End Transmission, which is going to take place in space. And that's going to be coming out June 13th. The Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake, which was announced back all the way back in 2020. Well, they've uh, taken a lot of steps backwards because they're replanning that entire game. It's now back in the conception phase. So I don't think this game is going to come out for the foreseeable future. So cool. I think Ubisoft is the ones in charge of that, but I might be wrong. It's been a while since I've looked at that. Uh, in some Minecraft news, modders have made the entire Fallout New Vegas world in Minecraft. Which, I mean, just good for them for having that much dedication to do that. Because those Fallout maps are pretty big. And lastly, in some more Power Wash Simulator news, as we know, Power Wash Simulator is getting SpongeBob SquarePants DLC this summer. So you can go clean a pineapple under the sea. Well, they just revealed that another DLC that they are working on is with Warhammer 40k. Okay, cool. So now you can clean things for... Oh god, I don't actually know the fucking phrases or not, and my boy Sir Wiggles is gonna kill me, because I should know them by now, but... You can go can clean some power armor, probably. You might clear up, uh, clean up a war zone, some ships... Uh, it's going to be cool. We don't know many details. They just announced that it's in the works um, and will be another DLC pack. So, hey, I'm all for that. In our live service game news, starting off Final Fantasy XIV news, the patch 6.4, the Dark Throne, is out now officially, adding a whole bunch of new shit, new story mode stuff, new side mode things. And 6.45 is somewhere on the horizon. Uh, this week that you're listening to the podcast, the Savage Raids have just been added uh, by this time right now. So 
or they're coming out later. I can't fully remember. I believe they said it was like a week after the patch dropped, but I might be wrong about that. In Battle Royale news, Miles Morales, Spider-Man 2099, and the Spider-Man web shooters have been added into Fortnite to celebrate into the Spider-Verse. And in some more Destiny 2 news, they've added some new crossover gear with God of War, The Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, and the Horizon series. Those have all been added into the cosmetic shop, which that's really cool. It's nice to see that Bungie's doing this to kind of solidify themselves because they are... Uh, while the game is everywhere, it is a PlayStation first game uh, because Bungie is also now owned by Sony. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that it happened right when Microsoft made the 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 purchase of Activision Blizzard, and then you know that hasn't gone through. But then Sony's like, "Hey, Bungie, we'll buy you," and they're like, "Okay," and that went through <laughs> no issue. So who, <laughs> Sony kind of won that in like in in the long run. They 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 really benefited off of that. Uh, in the world of TCG with Pokemon, uh, the TCG Live launches June 8th. We are almost there. Uh, June 8th is when uh, the TCG Live app will be making its official launch. And on June 9th, Scarlet and Violet Paldea Evolves will launch. Also, um, some breaking news, I guess. Uh, on the 30th, Pokemon Home will be in maintenance, I believe, all day. Because afterwards... We finally will have Pokemon Home access to Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet so we can finally put all those new Pokemons in the boxes in your Pokemon Home account. And you can finally bring other Pokemon into Scarlet and Violet. Thank God. It took them goddamn long enough. With the world of Yu-Gi-Oh!, in the TCG side of things, Wild Survivors drops June 2nd. Battles of Legend Monstrous Revenge drops June 21st. And the 25th anniversary, 10 Dueling Heroes drops September 8th. And the Magic the Gathering news, Shadows Over Innistrad Remastered for Magic the Gathering Arena comes out mid-2023. Uh, Magic the Gathering Arena is now on Steam. It is now available on Steam. It came out on the 23rd. And the Wilds of Eldraine packs, packs come out sometime in the fall of this year. And lastly, in board game and tabletop news, Critical Role will be doing a Tears of the Kingdom one-shot in the land of Hyrule on the 30th of May. So if you're listening to this podcast, that's t- on the Monday. That's tomorrow on Tuesday, the 30th. It's, of course, going to be DM'd by Ganondorf himself, Matt Mercer, as usual. Uh, I might tune into this because I really want to see how this is going to be done because that sounds really fucking cool. And that's it. That's uh, everything in the Week in Review. Any thoughts on any of those stories there, Flub? Um, not really. I, I do find it interesting how they have Will Smith uh, being added uh, just because, you know, didn't he get like canceled a year ago? He got whole, like... <laughs> he got canceled by the Oscars. I mean, he he, he won't be winning an Oscar anytime. I, I I think this is his way. He's like, well, I can't win an Oscar. I might as well try to win a game award. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Imagine if knowing Jeff Keighley and knowing the Game Awards board, I feel like they'd fucking nominate him for that shit, and it'd be like, well, this is a a joke. This is, this can't be real. 
But I feel like that's that, that's the motive behind it. He just wants a different type of award if he can't win an Oscar anymore. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's everything in the news world. Uh, looking ahead, let's take a look at what games are coming out. Here's what should be on your radar from May 29th to June 4th. From upcoming AAA titles, promising indies, and the random shovelware, here's what should be on your radar. And starting off, no games on the Monday, but on Tuesday, Chicory, A Colorful Tale comes to the Xbox systems. System Shock Remake comes to the PC. Company of Heroes 3 comes to the Series X and PS5. Return to Grace comes to the PC. And Shame Legacy comes to everything but the Switch. On Wednesday, Decarnation comes to the PC and Switch. Doomblade comes out on the PC. On Thursday, Etrian Odyssey Origins Collection comes to the Switch and PC. Killer Frequency makes its way to everything and the quest. Skatebird finally uh, removes itself from Xbox exclusivity and arrives on the PlayStation 5 and PlayStation 4. Gunfire Reborn also makes its way to both PlayStation systems. And on Friday, the big game of the week, Street Fighter VI, makes its way to everything but the Switch and the Xbox One. Super Mega Baseball 4 comes out on everything. And We Love Katamari Reroll and Royal Reverie comes out on everything, which is a re HD remaster of the second Katamari game. And that's everything coming out next week. Any thoughts on any of those there, Flub? Uh, I haven't really, I've heard a lot about Katamari and I've always wanted to play it. It looks like an interesting, fun kind of control game. So I might maybe look into that. We'll see. Uh, what console you say was coming out on? Um, uh, uh, Katamari, we love Katamari Reroll is coming out on everything. So you can play it on anything. And I'm sure that around that release time, they're probably going to put the Katamari Damacy Reroll on sale. So... It'll be a great time to pick up both games, honestly. All right, that sounds interesting. I, I'll, I'll take a look at that for sure and uh, maybe give it a go because I'm looking for some new games to play anyway because it's too much speedrun disease. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, the fun, a fun fact, Skatebird, which is coming out on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 uh, next week, that game was recommended to me by my brother because uh, he played it a lot during the COVID times. So I'm going to be definitely picking up Skatebird next week. Uh, to play that in between uh, Tears of the Kingdom and uh, Honkai Star Rail because you're just a bird on a skateboard. What more could you want? And, and of course, Street Fighter VI, the, the big one. People are all excited for it. It's the next entry in Street Fighter. Uh, I'm going to make the fattest character I can or the stupidest looking character that I can, and I'm going to go punch people in the actual streets. <laughs> because you can you can do that in this game so why not uh so yeah lo looks like a lot of that mode looks like a lot of fun and i feel like that's gonna be a great way to get like people who aren't big on fighting games into this game i think it's a great move by capcom i played played it on the demo and i had fun a fun stupid time with it uh that wraps up what should be on your radar it's now time for us to dive into our main focus uh here's what we're talking about this week in the game lounge covering anything from modern and retro games to the hard-hitting questions that define the gaming world here's what's going down this week in the game lounge and for our first topic we're talking some speed running because it has been like, like I said, three or four seasons since you've last been on Flub. So 
Compared to then to now, how has the SA2 speedrunning been since we last spoke? So when I was last on, I think it was August of 2021. That um, sounds about right. That was almost two years ago. A lot has happened. Um, like, not even just at SA2. It's like I learned a new game and a bunch of things. Um, but in terms of SA2, I guess, on its own, um, back then in Hero, I had a 2407. Now I have a 2217. So I've improved my PB by two minutes. Um, and I, I'm just such a better player since then. Like, it's actually crazy. I'm top 10 now. Um, hey, let's go. We love <laughs> so. you love to see that. So congratulations on that. What was the new game that you learned? Uh, Sonic Adventure DX. Um, oh, okay. Uh, so, so, so now you got the both adventure games under your belt. What? How's the SADX journey been? Um, so I learned that about two months after uh, our last time we spoke. Um, and uh, it was a lot of fun. I ended up getting uh, top 10 in like a few months in that game. Like I really went hard on it. Um, participated in the Sonic Story tournament that was going on. Um, around the time I learned the game and I had a lot of fun with it. And, and then I took a break from it and focused on SA2 for a little bit. Uh, but uh, yeah, like great fun speed game. Like Sadix is really, really, really fun. Um, and I know you've heard from alpha too, uh, a few months back when he was uh, talking about it as well on the show. Uh, were you just doing Sonic story or did you dive into a couple of the stories? Okay. I only did Sonic Story. Um, actually, two days ago, two days ago from when we're recording this, um, I learned Gamma um, just for fun. And I've been getting really good at it. I have got already a decent time. Uh, I've just been doing it as a break from Hero because, you know, there's a bunch of tournaments going on um, later on this year that I want to make sure I'm not too burnt out on and and stuff like that are there plans to learn the other characters down the line eventually and become yeah. a, a board sweeper for sadix well i'm not sure about big but um <laughs> <laughs> but um i think that tails and amy um are the ones that look the most interesting to me and there's also kag which is basically like the smaller stories i could also learn you know knuckles on top of that as well to, to give that a go um but yeah at the moment uh i'm kind of just focusing on gamma getting my time down before i move on to something else kind of like how it is with every other game usually how i run that was uh it's a lot of fun uh statics, so <laughs> nice uh switching back to sa2 so you've improved your pb by over two minutes in two almost years. two minutes yeah almost two minutes in two years uh so in that time so what 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 did that process look like what what things did you implement was it all movement based was it tricks learned what 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 did you have to implement to get it all down by almost two minutes a combination of all the things you mentioned um when hst 22 came around which was last year uh, around june last year about a year ago um, I wanted to come back because it's been forever since I read SA2 at that point. And pretty much ever since then, I've been playing it all the time, trying to look at, you know, world record movement for each of the stages and, you know, really trying my best to uh, get good at the uh, 
to get good at the movement and the the stress that are used at the level that I'm at. So, um, what did you have to? Uh, did you learn any new major tricks uh, in that time? Um, well, um, in terms of major tricks, uh, I learned how to do uh, the TAS wall run in Green Forest uh, around the time that the tournament was going on. Um, and now I've completely like mastered it. I have no issues with that whatsoever, um, unless I missed the first part of it, which is like actually getting on the tree. Um, <laughs> but besides that, um, everything else is just raw movement for the most part. And then like Pyramid Cave, I learned how to do hex skip, which hey, is like let's go. Which um, for those who don't know, it's like you you go up a loop and then you bounce out of it and gain the loop speed from it. Um, and so you just skip a major part of the the section that you would otherwise take a ramp with. If you want to see a good a good visual to watch, is to go check out uh, Katie Four run Katie Four's run. Oh, what year was it? Was it the tw- was it twenty twenty one? Uh what her uh. One of her world records in Hero, her, or just her, SA, like the... her SA two speed run in GDQ. What year was that? Oh, that was twenty twenty one. Yeah, it that was twenty twenty one. Okay, it was you. the one of the online GDQs. I forget. Um... <laughs> uh, definitely check that run out because you'll see what hex skip is. Seraphim p- uh, pops off hard when she pulls it <laughs> off. It, great, great moment. Fucking phenomenal moment in speed running right there, and. Uh, like seraphim did a great job like commentating that yeah like that his pop-off was better than katie's pop-off so i mean (laughs) yeah i i still remember when that run was happening we were all in voice call in discord actually just as a watch party and i'm not even kidding you the whole vc like erupted like it was like undistinguishable what everyone was saying when when she hit that because at the time <laughs> hex skip was an aisle only strat now a- after that gdq run more people started doing it um and giving it a go so shout outs to hex speed runs <laughs> shout outs to hex but what what a homie so you mentioned uh the hero story tournament 2022 and uh hero story tournament 2023 has uh well, it's been it's they're doing a different thing this year from what I've from the things I've learned and picked up where they're doing it in seasons or what was I guess like different time frames where it's like there was a winter a, a fall a winter and a spring and summer is when it's like essentially the grand finals for this this year's tournament. Exactly, yeah, it's like a fall uh, winter spring kind of format. They did it because when hst 22 is going on all of that encapsulated june right pretty much because we have over 40 or 50 people that are doing it and that takes a while to go through the bracket right um and by the end of the tournament by the time all is said and done everyone was so burnt out of hero story that like they either quit or they didn't play for like months and months and months and so to alleviate that they had the idea of doing it in chunks where they do um kind of like a qualifier uh towards a summit that you can participate in which is going to happen in uh next month in june so let, let, let's talk did you uh did you sign up for uh any of the, uh, any of the qualifiers i did and, all and of them you did all of them <laughs> so uh, 
what how did how does one qualify for the summer uh finals then what do you have to be is it just the winner what are the positions that you have to be in, in the tournament to qualify um like what seed you mean yeah, I, I guess. Like, do you have to? Uh, how how far deep in these qualifiers do you have to make it to get like a seat in the the summer finale? Um, I think it's like fifth seed. Yeah, it's like f- fifth seed. So probably making it to like semis or like a uh, quarter, like uh, closer to the uh, finals um, in each qualifier, because each qualifier had about like twenty to thirty people. Not as much as the main tournament, you know when everyone is yeah um so this way it kind of narrows it down to like a top 16 come june roughly yeah yeah give or take and also it allowed other people who couldn't participate in this month they could do it next month or they could do it you know at sometime else you know it's like so how did how did those go i i I want let's i want to start with the the fall and winter ones and then get into the spring ones separately um so how are the fall and winter ones to start so the fall one um i was just hot off of getting my first 22 um and so i was trying to get better at tournaments and uh you know that came around and i was like hmm maybe i should give this a go you know and maybe i should try to do a tournament again because in the past i kind of always felt not really confident in myself about that kind of stuff and so autumn qualifier came around um and I actually did really well. I beat Emerald, which was a huge upset at the time. Um, and, uh, like, that was, like, you know, the sign that, like, I felt like I had a chance to, you know, get better and better. Um, but then uh, both Dawn and Deku uh, took me out of the tournament, and I got third. Um, Dawn and Deku ended up going up against in Grand Finals. Um, I was in Losers uh, by, I think the fourth match or something like that i don't remember but yeah but a, a sol a solid attempt for like the first tournament back after getting a 22 that's very solid still yeah for sure um and then winter qualifier something changed um something snapped um all of a sudden uh there were so many more top riders in in this tournament i think winter was the most popular one of the three um because he had katie four who was the world record holder um of hero story for those who don't know uh probably mentioned already a lot um and then you had deku aiden um aura was in this as well um and a bunch of other like really really strong sa2 runners were, were participating in this one uh yeah basically what happened was is i lost um to uh superior who is actually someone who improved really fast uh around this time he uh had only been playing for a year and he actually managed to get a third seed um so like i lost to him um and uh but after that uh, i made the losers run of all time i won every single match after that and then I went up against KD4. Oh. In Grand. Wow. Um, and uh, that match, uh, it was my fifth match that I played that day, by the way. Um, wow. Fifth or six, like, yeah, like, 
it was um, a lot for me to handle because they had the majority of the losers matches on the last day from loser semis. And so by the time I got up against Katie, I was playing really well for the beginning of it. I was actually winning um, by the time we got to Desert because um, she made a few blunders in Green Forest and Metal Harbor. Um, and I capitalized off of those and I just kept going and going and going. And then um, I choked at Golem and that was the end of my chance of winning. Um, Katie ended up beating me just by like 30 or 40 seconds barely so going up against essentially the best of the best and the loser the losers one of all time incredible i love seeing shit like that like that is like always so fun to see and making it all the way to grants doing better coming in second place this time so a step up from the last tournament uh, which is also you love to see that shit and holding your own against Katie, Katie should be scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you you've got you you, okay, we, you got you got her in, in your sights. You're coming for her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, like really, most of the movement and improvements have been surrounded by what Katie Four has done already in the past couple years so like going up against katie it's like it's actually wild putting that to the test and seeing what you're capable of against you know it's the ultimate final test it's 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 the Yu-Gi-Oh of speed running i'm going up against yugi moto kill i'm gonna hopefully win who knows because their plot armor be pretty thick sometimes <laughs> yeah but good job good congrats on that dude that's still like a hacking fucking run there yeah i was so proud of it too at the time because i also got a 22 in that tournament too, hey, uh... let's go and so then that takes us to the spring qualifiers okay so the spring qualifiers was different from all the other qualifiers because there was no Katie, there was no Dawn, there was no, like, Aura, because all of them got first already, right? Um, and so they, re they really didn't have to go at, at a point, you know, for any reason. Um, and so this tournament we had um, some of the big players were Emerald um, coming back from Autumn Qualifier, um, Talon2461, who uh, is the former 180 world record holder and held... You know, basically all the world records in SA2, uh, you know, around a decade ago. Um, like he is one of the old pioneers of the game. An OG runner, essentially the the Ken of super of uh, SA2 in a sense. Yeah. If you want to compare <laughs> things to like Smash Brothers. And then, and then, yeah, you, you had like other also uh, twenty two runners too. Like it was like Talon. Emerald, me, um, and SMB was actually originally going to join as well, Silent Motorboat, but uh, he had something going on last minute, so he couldn't join. Um, but uh, besides that, like those were all like the main competitors. Most of the other people that actually participated in Spring Qualifier were kind of lower on the lower seat. But, oh boy, um, I did not lose a single match in this qualifier. I went five and zero. Oh. 
Woo! Yeah, and I managed to average um, a mid-23 throughout the whole tournament. And I actually got a few 22s as well during my uh, during this run. And I beat Admiral. Uh, I got revenge um, <laughs> back from the Autumn Qualifier. Um, and yeah, uh, funny story. After I won, um, one of my friends, uh, May, she actually uh, bought me a pizza. Uh, and delivered it to my house <laughs> after I won. <laughs> no, I, that no, that's friend. If I don't, I don't. I, if if you don't know what the definition of friend, that's friendship right there. Yeah. Well, what kind of pizza was it, if I may ask? It was like a Chicago deep dish. Like it oh, was okay. like um, one of those because you know I live in Illinois. I am huge into that, um, and. Uh, yeah, I didn't believe it until it came, and I was like, "Oh my god, the car is fucking here!" <laughs> no fuck, I was like, "No fucking way, this is like actually happening right now." Because like I was like, uh, "Like I didn't believe it. I thought it was fake." But no. pizza time. <laughs> so so grand finals. Um, if I if I'm remembering correctly, because I know I paid a little bit of attention to this one, it was you and Emerald in the grand finals for the spring tourney or the spring. Yes, it was me and Emerald. Um, we also competed against each other in uh, winners finals because he was also on the winners side bracket. Um, but then I beat him in the winners side bracket. Um, and then he went up against, uh, I think, Talon? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about... I know it was like an M versus Talon, which was like pretty... That was that match was like hyped up a lot. I remember It that. was hyped up because it was like the two biggest SA2 streamers, you know, playing against each other. Um, like two of the b- biggest rudders like, uh, that are partnered and well-known outside the community. Um, so, yeah, that was very exciting. Uh, to watch i remember that and then i i love this journey that you kind of had with these tournaments you you start off in third then you make it to the finals and come in as the runner-up and then you win this one it's setting you up for a great arc in the summer tournament which i cannot wait to see yeah i'm very excited um about that and see you know what happens um but right now you know i'm kind of taking a break i don't want to be burned out you know, I want to make sure I'm all good because not only do I have a summit after that, but there's also another tournament which we'll be talking about later. Yes, um, <laughs> that's happening. Um, so aside from SA2 and SADX, are there plans to do any future, uh, any other games to speedrun in the future? Well, um, in terms of games, I do want to run. You know, at some point is. Um, I actually looked into it recently. I was like, you know what? Maybe I should try a classic Sonic game at some point. Because, like, I've always wanted to do one because they look interesting to me. Um, And I wanted to do maybe at some point this summer, like, a 12-hour challenge of uh, Sonic 2. Um, For those who don't know, 12-hour challenge is, like, um, where you learn a run from scratch and see what time you can get in 12 hours. Because, you know, I did that challenge a couple times with some other games, like Sonic R um and i had a lot of fun so you know maybe that's something i'm gonna give it a go um and see if i enjoy uh because i watched some of the speedruns for sonic 2 for years and i've been like damn like this looks so cool uh all the level wraps and everything like 
you know, I might give this a go. And, and plus some of the other like, uh, you know, Sonic Adventure runners like Katie played Sonic 2 uh, as well. And she has top 10 uh in that game nice well i I look forward to possibly seeing that in the future as well uh one last thing i wanted to ask about uh since you know it's i think if i think it's like on right now uh gdq sgdq 2023 um are there any runs in that that you're looking forward to watching are you gonna be at sgdq this year um, it's kind of up in the air. Um, there was some stuff that happened last year that I wasn't really too fond of, uh, that happened on my island. I won't go into it, but, um, like I, I'm mostly at this point going to go to GDQ just to meet everyone and just to, you know, see, cause you know, I, you know, like was always interested in that. Um, but in terms of like runs, I actually want to see. Uh, Static's Relay, 100%. Static, um, I, that's going to be a great one. Uh, opening night, we have uh, the first run of the stream. Uh, again, at this point, this because uh, the stream started on Sunday, I believe, which would have been, if you're listening to this on the Monday yesterday, uh, the first run of the day, first run to kick it off is Alpha Dolphin's run of mm-hmm. Frontiers with, I believe, Don and M are on the couch for that. Uh, so you, so you got Mr. Frontiers themselves all there. Uh, so that's definitely one that I'll be watching the second it goes up on YouTube because I don't think I'll be able to catch that one live. Any other speedruns you're looking forward to, to possibly catch or watch later? I'm looking at the list right now. <laughs> I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm trying to see, um, Oh, there's a Mario One Warpless. That looks interesting. I I uh, watched some runs of that category too. Um, always love watching Mario. Uh, you know, it's always a fun, good run. Um, they're also doing Shadow as well. Yeah, um, they're doing Glitchless. Uh, a bid war on Glitchless. So that's uh, gonna be hype because I haven't really watched too much Shadow runs. So hey, might check that out. It's right before the Sadix relay as well. So. Yeah, that's kind of... What's your thought of there really only being like three or four Sonic games in this year? Um, Well, I think in the years past, they had way more because, you know... Um, I Sonic feel like block. The, yeah, the Sonic, Sonic block, block is, a huge, is always... A draw. Yeah, it, it's always been huge. And, I mean, we've seen at least one big Sonic run. Um, and, and I feel like they wanted something else that's not, you know the same old like SA2 um, or 06 or something like that, you know? So that's about it though. Uh, Like honestly looking like a really cool lineup of runs to see. Um, So I'm excited. Definitely. It definitely is. I'll be checking out a few of those uh, once they're up on the YouTube to get me through some long work nights. (laughs) Um. I think with that, we'll move on to our second topic of the day, which is Pace 2023. And to those who don't know, what exactly is Pace, Flub? Okay, so Pace is a speedrun marathon that usually happens around the summertime, hosted by the Global Speedrun Association, um, which used to or holds, uh, I think, hosts speedrun.com. Still, I don't know if they do still or not, but... um, Regardless, um, Pace is like a marathon where most of like the runners who aren't going the GDQ or like, you know, um, 
want a more like a different marathon to go to pace is kind of there um and uh it's mostly a mario kind of uh marathon like they mostly have a lot of mario stuff going on there but um in recent years they've been trying to incorporate other things and try to kind of branch off from gdq um in terms of like the other marathon that's in person at in america because you have like esa overseas um so um pace uh you know it's happening uh around early july um in the uh within like 50 miles of dc um so uh that's gonna be uh hectic um and what's going on at pace actually is uh that I'm going to be participating in is there is a hero story tournament um, that has a prize pool actually. Um, and it's, it's a prize pool of over a thousand dollars, which does make it a lot more interesting for the people watching, um, you know, and stuff like that. I don't really care too much about the, the money aspect. I'm mostly there just cause it's like, you're just there person. to have a good time, play some, some Sonic and if you win some money, I go, ah, you're not going to say no to some cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so, <laughs> um, yeah, like some of the biggest names are going to be at this tournament, including Katie, right? Okay. Oh, um, Katie four is gonna. Who, who's all gonna be at this tournament? Who's uh? How many? How many people are at this SAT there tournament? There are that we know I think of? seven or eight people that are going. Um, basically, uh, what's happening is is the the people that are going are Katie four, Aiden, who is the current second place, um, Aura, um, Dawn, Emerald, me, and Ethmar. All of those guys are going to be. Yeah, so it's seven people. Yeah, all all of us are going to be participating in um, the SA2 uh, LTA tournament that's going on there. Um, and it's going to be my first time playing um, in, fr- in like, next to these people, you know, like, side by side, you know. Side by side, in person, for a large audience, live. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be wild. I'm like so excited, um, and this has been in the works since like February or J- January. Like it's been um, so long, and now we're only a month away from it. And I have so much that's going on. I'm <laughs> I have a group of people I'm rooming with. Um, this is the first time I'm going anywhere by myself. Um, you know. Yeah, it's going to be a completely different uh, experience for me. Wow, nice. That's exciting. I wish you good luck to win that Uh, (laughs) $1,000. What else is going to be happening at Pace this year? Because I really don't know much else that is happening because I also kind of forgot to read the itinerary. (laughs) (laughs) So so Pace, um, they're actually hosting a lot of other uh, tournaments as well. There is a... Lego Star Wars uh, tournament that's going on as well, um, alongside SA2, and also Mario won any percent warpless, um, and so uh, it's not it's not just SA2. SA2 is actually going to be the first tournament that starts the, the event uh, the day after, uh, basically, and um, it's not even just like a place to host tournaments too. Like they have like marathon runs and stuff like that, and uh, Dawn, 
is actually doing uh, Sonic Frontiers Hundo, I believe, um, oh. at this event. So, Let's go. Yeah, that's going to be uh, very exciting to watch. Um, like, it's going to be the the run that starts pace, too. So we oh, have... Nice. Oh, wow. So you have the two two pretty big speedrun events, and they both start with Sonic Frontiers. That's that's hilarious, actually. <laughs> That's, yeah. that's pretty sick. Yeah, Alpha's starting one, and Don is doing the other. And, so, and Don's yeah. a part of both of them. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and Emerald's going to be on couch, of course. Um, so <laughs> those, two are those two are tied at the hip. <laughs> Wherever one goes, the other will follow. That is yeah. the duo of Donerald. Yeah. Um, and then the LTA Hero Story Tournament is happening the next day after the frontiers is done um so it's going to be going on all day from 11 to 8 o'clock in terms of other runs that are going on too um besides like the tournaments and stuff like that there's a um it's a lot of mario um you have uh a darker side race uh for mario odyssey uh, that's happening um on the 4th of july um at the end of the day um, and then they have kind of a Mario Kart block going on as well, where they have like DS, 7, 8 Deluxe, uh, you know, all back to back, which looks interesting to me. Um, and then they have the uh, Mario 1 Warpless in any percent uh, tournament that's going on, where they have like a bunch of the top, top Mario 1 players there, which uh, hopefully I get the chance to, to meet because I've been following that game for a while. Um, and then... Uh, they have Banjo Tooie one hundred percent as well, um, which is going to be happening on the second to last day. Uh, a lot of these runs are very interesting to me. Uh, so, like, yeah, like Monkey Ball Deluxe. Oh, Mario Galaxy one and two with featuring Hex speed runs and Odd Me. Ooh, yeah, mm -hmm. a relay race. Okay, relay that's race. that looks sick. And and not only that, there's also a Mario three any percent warpless, which. Uh, it's a, it's, a, it's a run I've been watching uh, very recently. It's a fun category uh, to watch and see. Um, and then finally, you have the end of the, the marathon ends with uh, 120 Star, which has um, some of the top 120 Star players like Simply, Marlene, Liam, Punkation, the uh, list goes on. Um, yeah, and that's also a tournament, so there's a cash prize for that one as well. Yeah, I think so. Hooey! Uh, that looks. I'll definitely be sure to check out some of those runs because uh, gotta get my speed running fixed somewhere. Yeah, yeah, but, for uh, sure. Will be you're if you're a fan of speed running, you're eating good this summer. This you're gonna <laughs> have a big meal that'll get you all the way to Christmas and uh, AGDQ in January. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if they're going to plan like uh, SGDQ, AGDQ, because apparently from what I've heard, um, I think that they moved SGDQ early on because they want to have another event in between, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I know um, that they like they did like a smaller like fall event. Was it last year or two years ago? Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if they're trying to do like another one of those just as like a, a mini GDQ in the fall, in the fall, just, you know, as like a, a little dessert. 
Um, is there anything else you want to add on pace, on speed running, on anything in general, Flub, before we move on to the bonus level? Well, uh, I guess uh, this might uh, come as a shock, but there is probably potential that like I'm probably going to be done with speedrunning uh, very soon uh, because of my upcoming college semester. And I don't know what's going to be going on. It's kind of up in the air. Um, you know, I might be done uh, after Pace. Uh, so um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a chance that Pace could be like the last thing that I do for a while in terms of that. So, well, if it is the case, I'll be rooting for you at Pace Flub, and I'll be rooting for you in the Hero Story Tournament as well. Hey, you better be there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'll make it to the IRL events, but I'll definitely try to catch it online because <laughs> the only IRL event I'm planning to attend this year. <laughs> yeah, well, I have two. I, I'll be I'll be at I might as well I don't, I don't think I've properly announced. Hey, if you're in the Calgary area or the Alberta area or Canada, I'll be at GameCon Canada in Calgary uh, all three days, wandering around. I I don't know what I'll be doing. I might enter a tournament or two. Who knows? Um, and then I will be once tickets go on sale, I will be at TwitchCon Las Vegas because uh, I. Because uh, it's uh, I'll I'll be there. I'm gonna hopefully meet some Twitch homies down there. Because Las Vegas is a second home to me, essentially, uh, with how many times I've been there. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> looking forward to those two events. Uh, the first GameCon is about a month. We're about we're like a month away. It's the 20- June 23rd through 25th. Uh, you can get your tickets. It's GameCon Canada. Uh, there's going to be a giant Warhammer laser tag thing there. So, I mean, if, if you like laser tag, <laughs> then uh, you might check want to check that out. Yeah, again, like I said, just waiting on TwitchCon tickets to go on sale. So that way I can get those. Uh, those are the only events I'm heading to. And uh, I think with that... It's time for us to dive into the bonus level. A look ahead to gaming anniversaries, one-on-one debates, and weekly highlights. Here's this week's bonus level. And starting off, uh, this week in gaming history, May 29th to June 4th, here's what happened in the past. Starting off with the 29th in 2007, Nintendo released Mario Party 8 for the Nintendo Wii in North America. Ooh. 16 years old. 16 16. years old. Sweet 16. (laughs) The last, it was the last good Mario party until before superstars. Superstars. (laughs) Yeah. Um, uh, That's sick. That's amazing. I love Mario party. So (laughs) I love, I love, I have all the GameCube Mario parties. I think my brother still has the copy of Mario party eight because he has the Wii at his place or Mario. I say Mario Kart, Mario party. Um, And I, I never played nine or 10. Uh, which I mean, I I could have played nine because it was on the Wii, but I'm glad I didn't because I feel like it would have ruined it for me. I've played nine. Um, I actually have it, so um, I think it's really fun. Uh, honestly, I think um, nine is like the most overlooked Mario Party game. The thing is, is a lot of people just see the car and they're just like, no, you know, like I don't think it's gonna be good. But it, it adds like a new kind of gameplay to it that makes it a little more interesting. Um, kind of going through the board and you know, and, and also the minigame roster is 
amazing in that. I, I feel like for me, um, yeah, I feel like nine probably has some decent mini games. It's just a shame of like where it kind of fell in between everything. Uh, on the 30th, 2014, Nintendo released Mario Kart 8 for the Wii U in North America. God, nine years old. <laughs> nine nine <laughs> years old and excellent. multiple releases. On the 31st, 1998, Acclaim Entertainment released Mortal Kombat 4 for the PlayStation in North America. Are, are, have you, are you going to play Mortal Kombat 1 when that releases in the fall? I'm not sure. I'm not a huge fighting game person, but uh, hey, oh, you never know. I'll, I might give it a go because I'm always looking into some new games. Anyway, I mean, they're good. They're, <laughs> the fact that they're they, that they've said that they're going to put Omni Man from Invincible and Homelander from the Boys into this game is going to be interesting enough uh, for me to see this. Uh, on the first 1999, Nintendo released Pokemon Pinball for the Game Boy in North America. Oh, that's on, fun. On the 2nd, 2009, THQ released Red Faction Guerrilla for the PlayStation 3 and 360 in North America. On the 3rd, 1994, Acclaim released Mortal Kombat for the Sega CD in Japan. And on the 4th, 2002, Apple Computer made the eMac computer available to consumers. Now we get into a brand new segment this season, head-to-head. Two games enter, one game leaves... The guest decides their fate. Oh. Sonic Adventure 2 versus Sonic Adventure DX. Okay, I might make some people angry with this, um, depending on how they feel. Uh, but I'm going to say SA2. Reason being is I believe that the hunting mechanics in that game uh, is a lot better. Um, and it also makes it a lot more interesting because there's more stages, more characters, um, more stuff kind of going on. Um, and not only that, but it's super accessible. Like, SA2 is, um, I'd say, like, one of the more accessible Sonic games to get because, you know, it's available pretty much everywhere. Not that Sadix isn't. Uh, it's just that the some of the ports for Sadix aren't really too good. Uh, <coughs> PC. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, um, like, and also the mechanics and the stages. Like, SA2 has some of the most recognizable stages in the series. Um, like, you know, CE, like City Escape, uh, Metal Harbor, Green Forest, uh, Pyramid K. Like, like, some of the most, uh, like, recognizable stages in the series and sa2 is for a lot of people like they consider it like their favorite sonic game or it's like one of the last good ones because i know some people uh you know really didn't like the games after um that came out um so um for me i'd say sa2 um holds a special place in my heart uh you know playing it uh on the dreamcast uh back, back when i was a kid so yeah uh our deals of the week uh, starting off, the epic free game until June 1st is Fallout New Vegas. Uh, so you can grab that for free and add it to your epic games library forever uh, in between now and the first. Uh, on Steam, the game over T1D sale standing for type 1 diabetes. That's on until May 31st. All the games on sale, I believe part of the proceeds go toward uh, type 1 diabetes research and treatment. Um, so if you want to support that, hey, grab yourself a game in that sale. And Epic Games is having their big mega sale 2023 until June 15th. 
Um, so if you got some, if you got some games that are on sale on Epic right now and not on Steam, hey, maybe now's your chance to get them. Our achievement of the week is so tasty in Lord of the Rings Gollum, which is to find all the food items at the bell tower. And the games of the week are Street Fighter VI and Skatebird. And our guest game recommendation. If you could recommend any one game to the viewers listening at home, Flub, what game would you recommend? Um. Well, okay, I... Like, as of right now, like, what game, like, would be interesting on, um, like, just in general or, like, specifically? Any, any game. Old, new, does not matter. Okay. Um, so, for I'm sure most of people are playing this right now anyway, but um, I started playing um, Tears of the Kingdom. Ah, and yes. it really resonated with me how um, different but also similar it is from Breath of the Wild, which also was another game I really liked. And I actually like it better. Like, I've been playing it now since two days ago. Um, I know I was kind of late a little bit because the game has been out for almost a month now. But um, I uh, really wanted to sink myself in and, you know, not worry about anything else that was going on and kind of use it as, like, an escape mechanism whenever, like, I'm not speedrunning or, or doing something else. And it's... Without spoiling anything, it's an amazing game. Like I, I b- genuinely believe it has potential to be game of the year. That's it for another episode, another week here in the game lounge. It comes to a close. Flub, thanks for coming on. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me on again. It was a pleasure. Well, um, always glad to have you back. Where can we find you on the internet? Okay, um, so I uh, usually stream uh, most of my uh, speedruns to my Twitch channel. Um, it's just Flubbler, uh, F-L-U-B-B-L-E-R. Um, I, and I also, like, if you want to ever check out any of my, my runs of anything, you can check me out on speedrun.com. I have the same username as well. Um, you know, so if you want to check out some of the stuff I've done and my achievements, then go over there. Um, I also have Twitter where I kind of just share my thoughts and, you know, whatever, whatever. Uh, flub underscore 06 uh, is the handle. Um, but uh, yeah, besides that, like not really much uh, social media. And of course, you can find me at Tony's Game Lounge everywhere. Twitter, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and of course, twitch.tv slash Tony's Game Lounge. We stream whenever we can. Uh, we're currently... Hey, uh, hype news on streams, actually. Uh, we have finished our road to Endwalker for Final Fantasy XIV. So that means the next thing for Final Fantasy XIV is actually doing the Endwalker expansion, finally. However, I need to finish Ace Attorney 2 and 3 before we start that. So you can catch me playing some Ace Attorney on the Twitch channel. And also, June 19th, mark it in your calendars as the Roast of Tony, a very special stream where <laughs> a bunch of the Game Lounge crew, some former podcast guests, and the bunch are going to come on out and roast me. Uh, stay tuned for the social media posts about who you'll get to see there. Uh, and uh, look forward to that for a good old fun Monday night. Um, Flub, thank you once again for coming on out today. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much. Uh, It was a pleasure. And thank you, the listener, for tuning in. Be sure to like, share, follow on whatever streaming device you're listening to this podcast to. And we will be back next week 
with another brand new episode right back here in the game lounge with a seasoned regular that who's part ninja and part frog oh we'll see you guys then bye bye thank you for listening to tony's game lounge new episodes release every monday be sure to like share and follow the podcast wherever you're listening and follow tony on twitch twitter youtube instagram and tiktok